Hey everyone, welcome to the Students Lab podcast where we will be discussing the ins and outs of the dance studio life, the dance industry, all the dance need to knows for parents, dancers, and anyone looking to get into dance or you know wanting to just hear a little bit more about what that life is. So today, I will be with you. My name is Bonita. I'm the Students Lab owner and director, and I'm here with... My name is Zarin, and I am the company team's director at the Students Lab. So we're going to get into a topic that I think definitely doesn't happen very often in the dance studio. Zarin and I both come from heavy studio backgrounds, competitive studio students, and this is one thing that, as we grew up, realized this was an opportunity that we never received and it's just not a common opportunity for dancers that are coming up in the dance studio setting. And that is career paths and transitions for dancers that have basically invested their whole life dancing, hours, competitions, conventions, classes, all, I mean, everything literally has been poured into being a dancer. And then you're a senior, junior, senior. I mean, of course, you're, you have your counselors at school um, that are helping you with academics and transitioning into what they think, you know, in terms of like academics, which is, of course, number one. But of course, we have our dancers that some are, you know, have the potential to get those scholarships and be professional and really, you know, grab onto some great opportunities that I don't think people even know exist or know about. So it ends up just becoming, they just stop dancing and they go into college or go into other careers and the dance, which a lot of them have the passion to pursue or want to continue to do something with dance in the future, they just don't think that there's any opportunity with it. And parents probably don't know either. So um, so here at the Students Lab, we've actually implemented what's called career planning. This is a benefit that our elite comp- company dancers as well as our um, professional membership students receive. And I'll let Ms. Z talk a little bit about what that looks like quickly. That's not the main topic. We'll just kind of share what that looks like. And then we're going to talk about some different careers and opportunities and things specifically for dancers. So career planning is almost what you want to think of like when you go to your school guidance counselor and they're helping direct you, okay, where are my next steps? Am I taking the right classes to get into the right schools that I want to get into? So with our career planning, we're kind of taking on the reins of what school counselors do in that sense to give our dancers, regardless of their age, just some kind of guidance of where they want to go. It could be, again, this is for um, our elite dancers got this perk, but our professional membership dancers got this too. So if you're a part of our studio, you know what that is, our professional recreational and then um forgot the other one but (laughs) our Um, other membership but this is one of the highest memberships that we have performance there we go performance my bad y'all i couldn't even remember it's okay (laughs) because it's not our topic but you know it's all good um basically we have that to be a guidance for these kids so they know what is out there for dancers because when i was 18 i thought that was it um but when i went to a usc basketball game and i saw the dancers on the dance team i was like i want to do that so had i known that earlier i would have known okay maybe i might want to do palm in high school my high school doesn't have a palm team where can i get involved okay i'll try cheer so kind of like 
following those footsteps or finding those um, ins and outs like later on in the game. But God willing, I still made the team and it was a really good experience, but I wish I had known sooner Mm -hmm. what I could have been involved in. So like I said, our elite dancers got this perk, but there are some dancers that aren't on our company teams that will also have this perk because of their membership. Um, And they don't maybe they don't really know like what it takes to be on a company team. Well, now, you know, and that can help you open up doors to being on your high school's palm team, your college dance team. Um, going into being a dance major, minor, whatever it is that you want to do, going into the industry. This studio is full of teachers that have so much of their dance experience to offer to these students, and we're trying to jam-pack that into um, a career planning session for them to know at an early age, or some of these girls are coming to us as seniors, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make this session less valuable. It's like, hey, let's get you on the right track right before we have you for the last six months and give you some tools before you get out into the real world. So it's giving the dancers like, I want to be a UDA instructor. I want to be, I want to do what Miss Bonita does. That's usually what the little kids will say when they don't know how to like say, well, what does she do? She owns the studio. (laughs) Well, there's more that goes into owning a studio. Well, she danced with Jason Derulo. Like there's so many other things that they just, they see, but don't really know how to get there. So Mm -hmm. that's what this planning session is for. Awesome. So exactly with that, I mean, I was 15 and I'm like, I want to dance. I don't know what that means. And nobody sat me down. Parents definitely don't. They're like, parents, okay, go dance. Yeah, That's why you're in dance no, <laughs> no, for sure. My dad, you know, worked in for the phone company for 30 years or whatever. And, you know, he is like, doesn't know, you know, whatever. And same, my mom, she just, you know, was an admin. She worked. So they, again, unless you're, you have some kind of a background or whatnot, they're kind of just going off of whatever anyone tells mm-hmm. them. And then I was like, well, I want to dance and I think I need an agent. And they're like, okay. And they're trying to help whatever best they can. But again, this is crucial. This is yeah. crucial to the success of dancers wanting to pursue it. And yeah, when you get to that elite level. So Quickly, I'm just going to kind of share, um, not my journey, I'm going to share a handful of my friends that I'm still close with till this day, and all the variety, you're going to just see a variety of the professions that they all went to. They were, they were all, not all, all studio trained. I'll tell you who wasn't studio trained, but, but if they're going into some kind of a choreographer um, role of some sort, or We'll talk about the difference between like hip hop too and classical because definitely the kind of recognition and um, I guess what you call like becoming the black belt in that area is is a lot different because there's really you don't get your kind of accolades coming from a studio it, yeah. in hip hop. It's a very different uh, respect that, you know, you have to get in the streets. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> There's a respect in the studio too. There is, <laughs> um, but that comes in the form of scholarships yes. and th- different things. And um, star bound dancer of the year. Yes, stuff. for sure. <laughs> we have so, our own street cred. Stage cred, there you go. <laughs> nice, I like it. Stage cred, street cred. You could have both. No, okay, so, um, so, just to kind of roll down the list and you got just to share a little bit more. So I have two really good friends. One, I actually used to dance at her studio when I was younger. Um, Heather, she's a rockette. She's been a rockette for about, ooh, 13 or 14 years. Oh yes. my Lord, in those heels. She's <laughs> like their number one. She does, she's the front face of all of their, um, you know, their PR, if they're doing Macy's or any sort of promo. I mean, she is like the face, like she's the main, main one. So, and she's of course worked her way through that and, and whatnot, but she's a studio dancer, very tall, mm-hmm. um, you know, also a perk yeah and you got to know like okay well I'm this I'm short I'm this I have this hair whatever all blessings but they all fall into different Whatever genres and different for. Pl- and that's paths. nothing to say like I don't have it well 
that's okay, but there's a certain look that, you know, a traditional rockette or whatever dancer has to be. They have to be, what, five? Five, seven, seven I think. Seven or yeah. five, eight. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum, yeah. So <laughs> Your girl's five, five over here, so. <laughs> so that dream was no, it was no, okay, no, but, no. God has a good plan, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so again, and that, so for her audition, and I've talked with her about it, I now actually judge a lot with her. Um, she's heavy in the judge world with kicks so kick is a massive category in Mm -hmm. collegiate high school um that's its own genre like hip-hop or palm um jazz you also have kick which i didn't know until college i was like why are they just kicking all over the stage oh my gosh you have to kick kick in a routine like 45 times Mm -hmm. i believe with transitions everything connections oh it's it's really intense so she's like leads all of that when we judge she's like the head of all of that um and I know for their audition specifically, they had to do tap, they had to dance in heels, like there were very specific things, again, like if you're like, ooh, that's a dream, then there's certain, again, certain classes and certain things you'd wanna get involved in. Same with my friend Stacy. so they're both Rockheads, I'm very close with them, grew up dancing with them, that was the path, and they are still there and doing, you know, that. We've actually had Stacy. for some of you that have been with us for a few years, we had Stacy come in a couple years ago and taught like a traditional jazz rocket class for the dancers. So it was really cool, really different. And again, great to expose them to something else. Um, my friend Allison, she is a choreographer um, all over the world, but she's she basically studio dancer she's from florida she ended up getting a scholarship to edge right out of high school senior in high school so edge sadly closed that was during the pandemic yes oh my gosh oh my goodness this edge was is like a staple for dancers like the dream is Mm -hmm. to go and become an edge scholarship student you you basically go and audition you you're paid for all of your classes and you just work there as like a work study yeah um being exposed to all the choreographers in la this was a heavy transition for a lot of dancers. Um, you're, you know, studio. That's another career another, option. Correct. That's building your career, like girl students go to college to grow and build um, their knowledge on their career, their trade they're going into. That's definitely like a good example of going being trained for the industry. Yes. You don't always have to go straight into your, you know, parade or. Um, compete or I'm trying to say like go on and perform for people right at 18 you can go and oh, continue gosh, your training no. you know no, your training yeah. doesn't stop at the studio I'm yeah. still training and it was a, it's still a training. good You're transition yeah. because you go from studio then like where where do I go you're still in the studio mm-hmm. but it's a more it's a professional setting yep. and you know expectations are different and all of that but um I know too once when you're in the scholarship program you cannot audition so you're you're it's intentional it's intentional you're there to train um they do help you get an agent after but you're basically there as a student so no work no nothing until oh you graduate goodness. and perform yeah. yeah so allison did that program that launched her into the industry she didn't go no college whatsoever that she went straight there from there basically built all her connections this girl let me tell you she's older than me she trains in every single style like and she's bad at every like bad isn't good bad isn't bad good. Like, she's good. bad, yeah. no, she bad. <laughs> no like she goes from i mean contemporary to head spins to salsa to oh i mean literally everything ballet she she's just she's a beast she's wow. an absolute beast and anyway so her she's pretty much done everything you can think of she's now she grew up with um jenna dewan and channing tatum oh, they okay. were like on the same kind of dancer and then transition so she now basically choreographs all his films all i mean she's done all his stage shows you're doing a great job because he can move 
Yeah. Well, he was a dancer. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, how did yeah, I yeah. not know that? Yeah, he was a dancer first. <laughs> so they were all like roomies, Sam oh, okay. and Jenna. They were all dancers. And, oh, then, he, sense, and then he became famous, but he was a dancer got it, got it. prior. So, um, yeah, so, you know, so basically she now travels the world and does choreography for films and all of that stuff as well. Um, another friend, Leah, who I grew up dancing with in the studio, she's choreographer for Cirque. So she now lives in L.A. I mean, Las Vegas, excuse me. She's done different shows. I can't remember what show she's on right now, um, but phenomenal. She was like Claire as a little ballerina, very fantastic technician. Um, and also went to LA, but then eventually found her path in choreography. Now is a Cirque choreographer full-time. She has a partner that she choreographs with, and it's fun watching all her cool, fun things. Um, and Jackie, Jackie Royal. So I grew up dancing at Royal. Jackie, that's when Contemporary had first just started, and she ended up going to New York, joining a very prominent contemporary company, now has launched her own, which I'm sure... I'm not, I guess I'm not sure most of you have heard, but you for sure have heard of So You Think You Can Dance. Um, she does a lot of contemporary choreography for So You Think You Can Dance. She's launched mm -hmm. her own professional company, Royal Flux, which is based out of LA, but she's just like innovative with choreography and all of that stuff um, as well. So she, you know, she transitioned to LA, started learning under different choreographers and went from there. Um, Morgan who's more within the dance team world. So Morgan, she's worked for several pro teams. So I can't, same, I can't think of, I don't know their resumes off the top of my head, but that is that has been her course for her. So mm -hmm. she's trans, she's lived in different cities, but has danced for like the Grizzlies, has danced in Florida for pro teams, and she's very much that pro dancer, mm -hmm. you know, kind of more, I don't know how to say that, but like just has the body of- the, Yeah, pro dance, like yeah. the NBA and NBA, NFL yes. cheerleaders. It's a different, um, the way that the like teams are ran, you're definitely there for, like you have to have the technique and everything about it, but it, you're also like the entertainment and the spirit aspect of yeah. the organization. That's a huge honor. Um, but yes, it's, it's a little bit different than being a collegiate dancer too, but those, a lot of those girls are collegiate ages. Correct. Um, yes. It, but you transition typically yep. right out. Yep. Um, and so, and at the same time that she was doing that, cause that's also not necessarily like a full, full time thing. Um, a lot of dancers that do those type of jobs are doing other mm -hmm. dance jobs or teachers at studios or things like that. Um, she was judge coordinator. So she was coordinating all the judges and, you know, flying judges out and things like that. So still involved in dance. But again, there's, there's so many aspects. Like if you want to be involved in dance, it also isn't just like, you don't always have to just dance. There's, you could, you know, well, I guess you have to dance. You have to you have know. You do dance. your part. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You can't just come out you won't and just like, things. <laughs> yeah, you won't just become a judge coordinator. Yeah. Um, but Again, you know, cred. yeah, I just need the stage cred and just, you know, building your resume. So that does start in steps, but, um, but, the, but again, these are positions and things to achieve and to look towards as well. But, um, so Cheryl, Cheryl is who, how I've known her. She's been our judge coordinator for all of our ma major massive events. I always hear from her. She's like the go-to pretty much facilitating. She's like Excel sheet crazy, very, you know, has a lot of experience obviously in computers as well as, you know, dancing. She was a cheerleader Pommy for years and now um, she's in her 50s, but she's transitioned and basically runs all competitions and all things like that. Um, she's on it. She's a very, you know, quick, direct, get things done, organized. And so, too, it's good to know what your strengths are because 
those are that helps you be successful in certain positions as well that call for those type of um, you know skills. Let's jump down. Let's go into hip hop a little bit. So uh, Wiggles, talk a little bit about Mr. Wiggles, and then I'm going to talk about um, House, who both have are have been my teachers in hip hop along the years. House actually is very known here in the hip hop um, underground scene. He has taught at different studios and things for many years, but he actually has his master in fine arts and now is a professor at ASU. So oh, okay. yeah, so what's really cool, I think specifically about his journey is he wasn't someone that just went to school and became the professor in terms of like directing hip hop. Mm-hmm that's really a new change in in our on our community and i think in our just generation he actually comes from the hip-hop community he comes from the hip-hop world he got all of his you know academics he got did what he needed to do in that sense and now can make change in the university setting can now teach Mm -hmm. but really really with knowledge experience and all of that so that is really cool too when you're you know what i mean you do what what you need to do in the sense of going to school and things like that and now can actually he hosts events and things but they're very authentic they're not like you know i've i taught at the for junior colleges for years and the directors knew nothing of hip-hop you know and Mm. were very in trying to direct it is is hard just like anything when you just don't know much about it so it's really cool to even see that in the university setting you can go to asu and get an urban arts degree and it's cool to know that there's you know, there's only a few, and ASU is actually one. I know um, Cornell in, I think, I believe it's New York. There's just a few, like Philly, I know, has one, um, where if you are interested in hip-hop and wanting to study that specifically, you can actually go to a university mm-hmm. and study that, not just modern and ballet. They have an urban arts program, which is really cool. Um, and then, again, that leads you just to, he's pretty much like the spokesman. He teaches at different, like Australia and different colleges as well, but all within the higher learning setting um, with hip-hop. So that's really cool. Um... Who else? Gosh, there's a lot. Oh, and then I was just going to say, like, so Wiggles, Mr. Wiggles, he's a straight street dancer, New York, Bronx, all of that. He was, like, in film when hip-hop was first starting, so his cred, you know, his credentials go way, way back, but he's still relevant today. He stayed relevant for the last 30 years of his life, but he has launched tons of content on how to do, basically, everything and he's a he's a walking hip-hop encyclopedia so but there are a lot of people that have a lot of knowledge and don't actually have product to you know to actually make a living off of it so he was really smart in the sense of being able to brand himself he he has like dvd collections of every move he knows and does and and then graffiti like how to teach it there's booklets and all of this so he's really like I mean, he's got his just his whole brand and and was really successful. But again, you need to know those skills, too. You need to know how to, I mean, brand yourself. You need to know how to write. You need Mm -hmm. to know how to, you know, just different things that are are good skill sets, not just the dance, you know, not just the talent. So um, so that's been that's really, really great in terms of how he's been able to have a successful career as well. Um, But let me just say all of these dancers that I'm sharing about um they are extremely talented 
I mean, it, it's not like these careers or these things just kind of fell in their lap. Mm -hmm. They are go-getters. They are focused. They are hard workers. They, you know, it's none of that. I mean, literally, I'm thinking of all of them just from working with them, performing with them, dancing with them, all of that. They're, they just possess those really strong um, success characteristics, you know. And though, again, things that we want these dancers to know showing up on time, being prepared, mm -hmm. all the things that you're, you know what I mean? That every day, every yep. day, literally um, go into the training up of dancers. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, now you're here. Now you have all these X, Y, Z skills. Mm -hmm. We've trained you to, to be able to follow directions, be assistants, um, you know, build your brand, take good photos, like all these things that we've really developed here in the studio and we're ready to launch them yeah. so they, you know, they you can feel well equipped and also taking various classes. I stress that so much because I had only cheer experience. I had no palm experience. And then we're out doing majority, um, you know, palm esque dances. Like it's still jazz, but we have palms in our hands mm -hmm. and there's different movements that you have so to go different. through. Yeah. Um, and going to like anything, it doesn't have to be as, I mean, if you're in the studio, you should be enrolled in multiple classes, please. And thank you. But for yeah. those who, um, may not have that, or they were kind of in my shoes where it was just like clinic after clinic that prepared me, take advantage of any of those clinics, those master classes your studio is holding, do your research, find other, you know, if, if there's something you're trying to go into, you want to be prepared. Just like if you're going to an audition, you're going to practice with your pieces. If you're going into an interview, you're going to do mock interviews with your parents or your, or your um, peers. You want to be prepared for these things because um, you said it was Allison that was the beast and like trained and all yes. that. I'm sure oh, one of those styles gosh. is probably her least favorite, but she still pushed herself. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you, you could be great at all those styles, but I'm sure deep at the heart every dancer has that one style where like oh this isn't my favorite but i know i can do it yeah you still need to be able to be willing to try because it's only going to help you and i'm sure she's booked so many um gigs so many just different dance opportunities because of how how marketable she was that she can do any style she can partner dance she can do contemporary she can also spin on her head like who what ballerina has that yeah. Allison? and yes. now yep. all of that helps so don't be scared it's a, it's normal to be scared but don't mm -hmm. let the fear hold you back from going into a breaking class going into a popping class mm -hmm. taking the acro class you've never done before it's only going to help you learn more about how to use your body safely um and be able to be more marketable when you get out of when you're 18 because yeah. you know even without the palm experience you can still manipulate it based off all the classes that you took the last 10 years five years whatever you did in the studio totally totally yeah and i think too um like just speaking specifically with Allison too, um, the one thing <laughs> that was her weakness, and there was a whole show created about it, believe Love this that. or not. <laughs> you, you never know. Yeah, You're you a never... right side dancer, the whole audition piece is a left side. Have fun. Yes. <laughs> well, so we were in a group, a company together called Groovaloos, and Groovaloos used to do a hip hop theater show. We traveled, we did an off-Broadway run in New York. Um, and Allison, it was created from different actual stories of the members in the company. So Allison's story that you followed through the, um, through the show was basically her fear of freestyle. Oh Lord. Yes. And so oh, wow. there's, yeah, so it, it basically introduces her. It shows her coming out. She's doing this, that, uh -huh. that. She's like the star, killing the auditions, all of that. And then like the A lights drop. Section. Well, the yeah. lights drop, right? And then the circle comes out and there's all these girls and then she's like, she like starts to get like, yep. I can't freestyle. And literally it was a whole, it was like the whole part of, of, of our show, you know, but in, and basically the, that the Groovaloo show was 
the creation again of the different stories. And at the end, she ends up overcoming it. But we really had to push her in that area specifically. Mm. So again, and I know that's probably a lot of uh, your stories too, because it was mine. And we, me and Allison clicked so much because we had a very similar, similar background of all studio training and then, you know, love to break and love to do the different styles. Um, and I too, used to be really scared to freestyle. I think, yeah, me too. I hated improv. Yeah, and yes, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, really, let me just do some turns. Like, give me yeah. some choreography. But the more, but it's like anything, that's when you're faced with that mm -hmm. being uncomfortable, it's like the best thing for dancers, mm -hmm. you know, because you, you have to push through it. If you keep shying away, then uh, as I say, the gap grows mm -hmm. and the other dancers are growing and growing and you're like falling back, or yeah. who, you know what I mean? Or whatever those decisions are. So you just gotta head it, you know, go face on and hit it head on um, with everything. But, but yeah, I think just most, you know, most importantly, if a dancer, the consistency is crucial. Like the consistency of a dancer, you know, again, 15 for me it was, and then I was like on it. I was just focused and this is what I'm gonna do. I don't really know what that is, but I'm gonna do it. And I was working hard in all my classes. I was, you know, getting scholarships. I was, I just, no one was tell, gonna tell me any different. Like mm -hmm. when you make a decision to do it, you're gonna do it. We now have, we just recently met with um, a couple of our dancers, one junior, one senior. Uh, the junior is actually ahead. I was really, really not surprised, but impressed. She messaged us, you know, she wants to audition for, um, a school. Mm -hmm. She wants to get into a school. It's a performing arts school. We went through everything with her. We read through all of the requirements where, you know, she scheduled in to come in and film, um, a piece, an audition piece. And she's still in the middle of her junior year, which is fantastic. So even potentially if she doesn't get selected, she can do it, try again. So that's also good being ahead of it, mm -hmm. being ahead of the curve, doing it, getting some audition tapes out, getting like finding out now. Learn, knowing it, what to learn. Knowing what to learn. It's never going to be perfect. For the sure. The first run by yeah. any means. You can strive for perfection, but it's okay to fall and realize, okay, maybe we should edit that out or I should say this instead, or I should work more, find my weaknesses and focus on those. Yeah, no, definitely. And then we have our, we have a senior that, is looking at some different schools and mm -hmm. different things like that too. We've been meeting with her a lot, trying to find the best path. And, and you know, she doesn't know exactly what she wants to do and that is okay. We're like, I don't think anyone knows what they want to do at 18 and it's okay. No. And it changes. Yeah, it, it changes. changes. <laughs> but it's good to keep all the opportunities open you know what i mean like to potentially she's actually in level three training for our um teacher assistant program so those students actually go through a complete interview process and could potentially even become teachers here in the future so that's an opportunity she is looking into different schools in california i mean there's just a lot uda she's considering being an instructor for uda which is dance team teaching camps you travel all throughout the u.s um you teach camps for dancers of, like from junior high through high school and there are collegiate ones too once you get to that level but that is a really great experience darren and i both experienced it taught us so, so much it was so fun taught us so much that really defined my structure as a teacher same same because there i mean there's a whole training session on how to be an instructor but you really like it you know nothing can train you until you're actually deep into, into that, it like and you're doing actually it. Do, yes yeah. in real life and so experience uh -huh. is it'll quickly humble yes. you but in a good way not yes. to tear you down but in a way like okay i really do need to work on public speaking or handling right 
issues or being able to command a classroom that's the biggest thing yep. is the first voice having the voice yes yeah. the first thing you you know walk in how you walk into your class and how you command your classes um and that can be it's not just one team you're managing it's multiple teams it could be a class yes. of 50 60 kids from three different schools mm-hmm. and you know they want to be chatty kathy's these are high school kids yeah so you have to command the authority of the class and, and you're just out of high school and you're right <laughs> out of high school <laughs> yeah you were on the team with them <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no but it shows like that transition of leadership and yes. that's the our level three students yep. what we're trying to again instill in them so then they're ready like next year if they we need them to sub we need whatever they we they're confident they're yep. trained they know what to ha- what to expect and what to do um no i think i mean yeah uda was like crucial that's even even when i had like first met zarin i or any even to be honest <laughs> even teachers because anyone can be be trained i mean anyone yeah, yeah, can yeah, learn yeah. that's that's goes without saying but i'll tell you as a studio owner that for me was because I've had the training was really like, OK, I already know that she knows the boot camp style classes. <laughs> I already know like she's not going to freak out. You know what I mean? In high stress situations. Those are really great characteristics too to learn. And again, until you're in those situations, you know, but you can kind of tell people's demeanors and yeah. temperaments and stuff too um and like they won't do good under pressure <laughs> don't put so them there not no. putting you in that club okay got it no, yeah. it's okay we'll get one for you <laughs> yeah but again dance teaching like for me teaching has always been a passion of mine truly been a passion of mine i started teaching when i was 15 i had my i started at a studio they recruited me and hired me i competed at a at a <laughs> i don't know what competition it was but they saw me the studio came up to me, asked if I could teach for them. My, I didn't even drive. My mom dropped me off. I taught one hour. Lord knows what I was teaching. I don't want to meet anyone that was in my first class. I just picture when you got to teach a tiny talk class at three, but you perform at five. Like that's what I picture as your 15 experience. Oh my gosh. It was a hip hop class. I have no oh, idea. Oh wow. It was like, I just, I did, I didn't even do hip hop. We did one hip hop dance. The group, the studio put it on us and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I thought it was like so good. And then they're like, come teach hip I'm like, even know anything about <laughs> hip hop at 15 nothing anyways um but my friends when i was dancing in la they were always like gosh bonita you're they would tell me you're gonna have like a community center you're gonna like run a community center or something like you're so good with teaching like all always they would you know you're gonna teach something whatever um now the studio but mm-hmm. it was just really funny and i don't think teaching is a passion of everyone I don't think everyone's a good teacher either. I mean, that is, again, it's good to to kind of figure that out also because great dancers can be horrific Teacher, teachers. Yeah, and that's that's okay. That's just not your gift. Yeah, it's just not. I mean, there, there really has to be like, um, you know, a, a selflessness with mm-hmm. teaching and you, you know, really pouring so much into other students mm-hmm. and, and into your students and... Um, it just is a different, it is a different calling for sure. And a lot of time artists and dancers, yes, we're so like me, me, me. And you know, I, I want to be in the camera and all that. And yes, that's a part of it too. But there is also that, you know, that giving and that serving and, and, you know, heart too. But so that was always for me, a no brainer. I've taught again, since I was 15 and I've, I love that, um, but that also is a skill that I fine tune over the years and my teaching has grown so much and my mm-hmm. training, obviously the more I learned, my <laughs> students, you know, um, learn too. And so um, that's also another fantastic career. I mean, I taught until opening the studio, I 
basically was master teacher, teacher, choreographer, all of that. Still do, obviously, but I mean, that was what I did. And it was fantastic because I was still able to do so many other things. Go and judge, go and, you know, travel and perform here. Go, like, you just have a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. with your with your life and things like that, too, um, when you are your own independent artist. So um, that, I think that life is kind of artsy that's mm-hmm. that artist life that people are like what what's the saying like um the starving artist starving artist. yeah <laughs> I'm like what's the saying um but there's beauty beauty in that gift too and if you can figure out your artistry then you aren't starving I mean mm-hmm. literally it's like if you're just and that and that's where I'm like no not everybody makes it but if you have you know, if you can brand yourself, if you can be professional, if you mm-hmm. can show up on time, if you have these characteristics and these skills, it's very easy to be successful. Mm-hmm. People will work with you. People will hire you. People yeah. will want to teach you. People will, I mean, it's, if you're coachable, like these are the things and you can be successful yeah. in a career that you choose, yeah. you know? And it's one of those things where you need to put yourself out there and anything you do after high school you can't just sit on the back burner and allow things to come to you. Especially this younger generation, you have it so much easier than we did with how much you have at your fingertips. It's your cell phone. You have, I mean, at the studio, because we work here so we know full, you know, firsthand how we handle things, but there's so many opportunities for these kids are being taught how to brand themselves. We didn't know what branding was. You just went to competitions and conventions, did your thing, and hopefully you won a scholarship that weekend. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wow, look at there. It's an audition. I want to do that. Or people had to mail in things. I didn't live through that. But you had yeah. to, like, do your research, like, oh, yeah. online. And now you really have – you have to brand yourself. Like, it's, it's competitive, but you have the upper hand, this younger generation, with how much there is out there. You can get a scholarship for having two blue eyes or one blue eye and one brown eye. You can find scholarships anywhere. And, yep. And it's not necessarily that you have to make it. I think if you put together everything that you've been trained, you can make it in anything you put your mind to, anything that you like fully dive in head first with. If you want to do something that is not dance related, okay, but you were a dancer, use that, get your scholarship and allow that to pave the way and pay the way for what Mm -hmm. you want to do in the future. And dance will always, I don't think dance is something that ever leaves you. Um, unless, you know, you danced when you were like five and then you stopped after that and may yeah. not come back. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. dance is something that it's a lifetime investment. It's not something that just stays in the earth, um, stays and you know, come and come and goes. It's something that stays with you. If you don't go on as a dancer, everything that you learn in the studio, though, like the time commitment, the self-discipline, that all is going to transition into your adulthood. So we want to give these students everything that they can so they have the options once they get out there. But you need to put yourself out there. We're giving you the tools, now use them. They're not, you know, to be just taken in vain. You have everything that you could be given to choose whichever path you choose. And if you choose any path and it may not be the right path, like, okay, I can't teach. Okay, that's fine, go dance, go to auditions. Like, mm-hmm. use your talents in that way. Teaching is very is very hard. It's, it's not for the faint heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, dancing is also hard. It's not mm-hmm. for the faint heart either. So maybe, you know, you may not have X, Y, and Z skills for this team, try out for another team. That's okay. Yeah. Just because you have one closed door doesn't mean that that's the end all be all. There's so many other talents that every dancer has. They just need to be able to be willing to put the work in and yep. get them get themselves out there to put use of them. I don't know if that makes sense. But. Yes, no, for sure. It totally makes sense. Um, and then last thing I'll just kind of jump on, um, real quick, but, uh, with hip hop specifically, I mean, I did talk a little bit about, you know, wiggles and and house and whatnot, but back to the stage cred and the street cred with hip hop, it is a little bit, um, I guess 
it's a little bit different in the sense of getting your recognition. Yes, you can still get your recognition doing solos and doing things through the studio kind of path or the mm-hmm. studio platform, I guess. But hip hop really calls for what's called underground credibility and Mm -hmm. the underground credibility specifically does come from battling so that credibility because there's a whole community of its own of hip-hop and just like there's a whole studio world of its own and there's a whole dance team world of its own and there's a whole you know every every community has its own yes they they do touch and they all kind of intertwine at times but like you know new york dance has its own community and la dance it's all whatever so within hip hop, if you're good or you're known or what whatnot, they will all know who you are mm-hmm. in the hip hop community, which is not the studio community and is not, you know, they're again. And I know for me, like I was very heavily involved in both. I did tons of commercial work, had an agent, did lots of stuff for, you know, TV and all of that as at the same time was battling, traveling, tr- being the best you know what I mean going against like the top girls and getting getting my name out really heavily in that realm so no one could say oh she's just all she does is music videos or all she does is you You know get get paid for dancing or whatever the case is because that kind of comes that taboo kind of comes with it too like they're Mm -hmm. not real quote unquote right they just maybe came from a studio and now get paid or they're called like Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, they're called Hollywood B-boys or Hollywood B-girls or whatever that is. So they don't really get the, you know, the recognition. And when you're in those, you know, people talk, obviously. So if you're applying for certain positions or you're, you know, even someone comes here, wants to teach hip hop, like, I feel like I should know who they are. Mm-hmm. I should, I, you know what I mean? It's not, they're not going to give me like, I went to this school to teach hip hop or, you know what I mean? That's great. Let me see you move. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what have that, you competed in? Yeah, exactly. For your videos. <laughs> totally. Um, who's your teacher? No. Especially but, with you. You probably have your guard up too. Cause that's like, that's your world. So you're oh like, no, mm-hmm, yeah. But I think that's with anything. <laughs> yes. I think that's if you're coming in like as a jazz dancer, mm-hmm. like, mm, well, we should know it's not like, so I guess what I'm saying in this back now from the studio owner perspective again, when someone also comes to you with a great resume and things like that, yes, this is crucial. Pre- presentation is crucial, crucial. professionalism is crucial. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I want to see them dance mm-hmm. and I want to see them teach, like mm-hmm. period, point blank. I, ne- I don't necessarily care. Yes, a little. I mean, of course, I want someone that does have experience, but I want to know that they're a great dancer and that they can teach. So, I mean, that that's... I think with any job coming in, right? Someone could say, I have my master's in this. Fantastic. I want to know that you're, you're reliable. I want to know that you're effective. And I want to know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That you can benefit what's happening. I mean that at the end of the day, do you know what I mean? So just so people know too, when you're, when you are, you know, and act your wage, right? Like that's huge. And this was something we would hear so much in LA and and going out there too, because you can't say, you can't demand this or say, you know, I'm a dancer and we need to get paid. There was this whole kind of thing like dancers need to get paid for videos like 250 a day. And there's like there was a whole union because mm-hmm. dancers, you know, weren't getting paid what they should and blah, 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 blah. And then you had the opposing like, well, yeah, but you guys are over here showing up late and you're not, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, Z, all these stuff that was happening or maybe they were doing, you know, things that they shouldn't be doing. Who knows? So it's like 
act your wage. You're going to demand to come in here and say dancers need to get this or dancers deserve or whatever I deserve or she deserves. Okay, well then show that. Mm-hmm. Be that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Put that foot forth in, in anything, you know, and everything. Um, and that's, again, I think just from, like, working with different <laughs> teachers, you know, hiring different people and things like that, too. But I think that's more crucial, um, the benefits, you know, of it. But, yeah, so with that, I mean, I guess hopefully you took something away from our career transitions. And, and that was really just to give some insight on, that there are a lot of opportunities, there's a lot of options. Dance can be what you do. And if it's your passion and you want it to be a part of your life, make it happen. Don't let anyone tell you that it's, no, you can't do it. No, you won't make any money. No, like don't even hear any of that. Yes, you can, yes, but it's work. You know what I mean? Nothing, again, nothing's gonna come, just come easy. So um, ask questions, we're here again for our, you know, professional memberships, our elite dancers, Zarin is going to be meeting with you guys fairly soon, getting, getting you guys all on a track. And that's really exciting too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to, my final thoughts for dancers currently in the studio. Yes. Do exactly what you're doing. If not more, Mm -hmm. if you're already in the max capacity of classes that your studio allows you to take for your team, whatever, stay with that. If you have room, take more classes. It never hurts to take an extra ballet, an extra jazz. If you're in two, take three. As long as, you know, talk with your family. Don't just, you know, enroll yourself and then mom gets a bill. But <laughs> talk about it. Make sure it's something that you you have, like, the actual time for. Don't sign yourself up and, you know, fill up your plate too much to where you can't even get everything that you need to get out of those classes. I'm not saying overwhelm yourself. But it never hurts to add on more styles and styles that you need help on or styles you know nothing about and you can grow. So... I can never stress that enough. Take extra classes. Your teachers see you. You yep. want a letter of recommendation from us so your senior oh, yeah. year, I'd be more than happy to write you one when you were the dancer that shows up on time. I get things happen, but shows up on time, ready to work, and is the one that's taking extra classes. Oh, You're yeah. asking about the TA programs. Yes, this is all extra work, but this is also this foundation for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So dancers who are in the studio right now, put in as much work, take advantage of all the opportunities that your studio has to offer like run them dry as much as you can mm-hmm. for what they're offering you and what you're paying for because it's only going to benefit you in the long run. Yep. Um, and don't be afraid to ask us like, where can you, where can I grow as a dancer? What can I be, mm-hmm. you be working on, but also be ready to f- receive the con- constructive criticism. That is not a scary word. And I think sometimes dancers shut down with that. I mm-hmm. see that a lot more with this generation. I was also a dancer. We were also dancers. The last thing you want to be told is you need to do better on this, but yeah. because we know you can, we yeah. see the potential. Oh, yeah. So For sure. be ready to be molded and be coachable and just be ready to work if this is what you want. And that wraps it up for our podcast today. We will check you at the next one. Bye. Bye.